Part of me wishes we had a theme song, so I wouldn't like look like a fool trying to think where you're going with this, Dan. Can you enlighten me? It's the big balls division, man. This is the ah. this is the division that's got the fucking heavy hitters, the big swingers, the the pull your pants down, flop it out on the table, come beat me. Division. This is the, yeah. This is the division of big balls. The Avengers division is no rest for the wicked. That's for damn sure. We're back with another podcast. Uh, of course, we're going to be talking about the Avengers division. Um, we have a trade, a rather big one that we'll talk about as well. And as usual, I'm joined by the Tripod, uh, Dan and Nick Ruth. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. I'm ready to head on vacation in a day or two, so it'll be real nice. Where are you heading? We are going to a wedding in Flagstaff, so I get to go to oh. 110 degree weather in phoenix and then drive up the mountain to nice 80 degrees i've been up like in the sedona area which i think is kind of close to flagstaff i believe uh, it's two hours north of phoenix so okay i think sedona's similar but that I, that area was like gorgeous where i was and i think flagstaff oh, yeah. similar so i'm jealous that'll be a nice wedding dan how are you doing i'm doing great man i'm looking forward to watching the ruth family farm um i've got the <laughs> club championship coming up this weekend so Saturday and Sunday, I'm competing to see if I can um, sur- surplant myself as club champion. I doubt it's not it's not going to happen, but I can, can think you, that I can play well. What does can the you, club champion get? Do you get a free yeah. membership for a year? Uh, money. Money, oh. money, money. How much money? Enough money to pay for a membership for a year? Um, the, the, My food and beverage outruns everything. <laughs> That's fair. But um, no, I'm pretty sure if I win, I get uh, some strawberry cup points to play for um, – one of the coveted spots in the strawberry cup to be the top 24, but I'm, I think I get 150, 250 bucks. Good thing is pro shop credit. a spot in the County executive cup coming up. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. I've already got so. the vacation and I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm the back's feeling strong. I'm playing very well so far. Is um, that the one I'm playing in or we're all doing? Yep. You have yep. a spot in it as well, sir. Yep. <laughs> oh, I've, I've paid for my spot. Would you yeah, know what course we're playing? Isn't it great? Playing, are we playing blue or white? Oh, I have no earthly idea. Oh, good. I just know it's at Brighton Dale. Well, fuck it. We're going to win it. That's all I care about. Good. I like the confidence. I'm just... See, what's really funny, Dan, is like you just roll out of bed, quote unquote, for this podcast and crush it. Nick and I are going to roll out of bed and not crush it for this golfing, but you will still carry us, hopefully. Oh yeah, we'll have we'll have a little bit of cocky tails and some. Uh, we'll we'll just live, we'll make sure Ruth can get himself safely off the golf course. Yeah, I was gonna say I have to remember finishing this course. This is that's, my that's boss my and I'm not picking all my. Uh, this is for work. But you only do well if you're really drunk. So how are you gonna tow that? Well, line? I haven't played golf in the last ten years sober, so that's a hard one to gauge. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm looking forward to see it happen. As much as people, I'm sure, love hearing this conversation, let's jump into the the football, the meat and the potatoes, what they're here for. And let's talk about a trade because we have not had one in, I don't even know, like since probably the, the rookie draft back in uh, the first week in May when it started. And, and what do you know? It involves a Weber. A Weber, but not the Weber that we <laughs> thought was going to be doing it. Last week, yeah, fuck. And it involved Ruth, not a root. Well, I guess both Ruths are very trade happy, but it involved Kevin and Jer getting together for a deal. And uh, Kevin's a uh, white whale or whatever the reverse of that is. He's been trying to move Derrick Henry for, I think, uh, since the league started. No, I think since the league started, oh, yeah, like it went on the trade deadline, <laughs> if we're being honest. But no, Derrick Henry's on the move. In this deal, Jer receives Derrick Henry, the 3.11 in the rookie draft, which starts Monday, uh, 7 a.m., uh, August 14th. So, FYI, be ready for that. Uh, and, of course, the customary $1 in fab. And in return, Kevin received Jamal Williams, running back for the New Orleans Saint, Saints, uh, the ninth pick in the third round, which starts Monday, and the Jairs' first-round pick in the 2024 draft uh, next year. Kevin gets a first, which is nice. Um, I had strong thoughts in this trade initially, but I feel like as we've kind of let it breathe a little bit, my 
my opinion has shifted. So I'm curious, Nick, let's start with you. How do you feel about this deal? Kevin gets an additional first without really giving up a shot at the playoffs in his division. So I think if you moved an aging running back for, I think, hands down the best offer he's going to get. I wasn't even close to it. Mm-hmm. Jer fills a much needed hole. He gives up a pick for a running back with a year, maybe two. So that's a little worrisome, but in this division, you're going to need to make big moves to compete, and he's trying to do that. Yeah, this is I I I like this. I think I think Jerry getting aggressive is a is a fun piece to it. I mean, obviously having um, James Robinson not pan out for for everything that he needed to. Hasty's there. He's got Pacheco, which we think is going to be good things. But Derrick Henry's the guy in fucking Tennessee, and obviously with the Alvin Kamara suspension coming on here, Jamal Williams is going to get his opportunity to sign. Paying a first to be a contender, and I mean, Jerry's shown that he has potentially the roster to continue to contend in this division, and I think this just makes Jerry competitive. Paying a first kind of hurts you a little bit, but I think overall, I I like this trade. Yeah, so I mean, I like it a lot for Kevin. You know, running backs, we've talked about it separately. We'll talk about it on this podcast a lot. Like, it is, you know, just a complete shift in philosophy, especially aging running backs. Um, with how they're valued in the league. So Kevin getting a first-round pick for a 29-year-old running back, even though it is Derrick Henry, is awesome. I, I don't know if there we'll ever see a 29-year-old running back traded for a first in the next, I don't know, five years. Um, it's it, I think it's going to be very rare. Um, so kudos to Kevin for that. For Jer, I mean, I get it. I like going for it. But my the problem that I have is that just looking at the, the Avengers division, someone in this division is going to have the fourth overall pick worst case like and that fourth overall pick when you look at next year's draft it's a very top heavy draft with a lot of premium high-end talent and i'm not saying jerry is going to finish last in the division but also like let's if we're going to go through the team shortly like someone is going to fall on their face and maybe there'll be a consensus but also teams are so close and it could just be a simple injury like i'm not sure i just love giving away a naked first um, I think when we look in the division right now, prior to this trade, it was only Nick and Armand that didn't have their first. Zane, myself, Sam, and Jer did have their first. Um, Jer gave it away, but I'm just, I'm worried about that. I, I feel like this could potentially be a disaster. And, you know, could Jer have maybe pivoted elsewhere and kept that first? Um, that That's my only negative for Jer right now. Like, any counters to that or thoughts? No, I agree. I mean... Trading a first for an old running back's tough, but if you're gonna go for money, you gotta go for money. I mean, is it, sorry, I'm typing. I had to grab my work phone because I need to make sure everybody's good. Derrick Henry's 29. Yeah, like I, I understand in running back years, that's that's older, but and this, it, Henry runs with violence, and I think that's the biggest knock into what we consider the longevity of his career. Guys like Kamara. Um, Jameer Gibbs, um, Eckler, Eckler McCaffrey. McCaffrey, like they have such diversity. And those are the guys that should be making a ton of money because they can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. I don't think Darren, Derek Henry has issues catching the ball out of the backfield. I just don't think with his size that it's efficient for him to do it. And I think that's the biggest knock, but I mean, PPR running back number four last year, overall in standard scoring number 15, 17th in PPR. It's not a bad piece to put on your roster. No, definitely. He's damn good. And we see it all the time. Like these, these elite players, whether they're running backs or at other positions, like it's, they usually stay elite for like a really, really long time. And then it's just, they fall off a cliff. There's no, like, it's very rare that it's a gradual decline. Um, And I think Derrick Henry is going to be no different than that. Like whether his body breaks down or he just loses a step. I think that, is going to happen now is it going to happen this year or is it going to happen in five years i couldn't tell you but you know it's presumably coming soon for a 29 year old running back so for sake of the podcast yeah is is derrick henry a top five running back this upcoming season i'll say no top 10 or nick do you say yes or no to the five 
Five, I'll say... Yeah. Okay, so we're back at you. Top, let's go top seven. No. Top ten. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think like eight or nine. Eight, 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 nine or ten. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was my yeah. that's my rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, I I guess for me, like I get, you know, when when you look at Jer's roster, my and this is like a real minor point because at the end of the day, he did get a great pair. Derrick Henry's a great player. But like he already had Mondre Stevenson, you know, he had James Conner, he had, you know, Isaiah Pacheco. Um, you know, did he need to devote more assets to a running back? Maybe, probably, I guess. But like if there's a, a weakness on this roster, it's potentially like QB2 behind Jalen Hurts. So like I'd rather have seen like maybe assets devoted there. And that helps in the short term and long term uh, to give his team potentially some stability. Um, I know maybe you, we might have Kenny Pickett believers or something like that, but um, you know that's just a small nitpick. But I, we know quarterbacks are very hard to move in this league. So yeah, as we move into well. deeper in depth pieces later in the pod with Jerry's pod, or with Jerry's team, I think that'll help us uncover what, how we feel we look at his team and see what needs to be accomplished. I like the segue. Let's jump into oh, the Avengers division. Of segues. Let's fucking go, baby. <laughs> Let's jump into the Avengers division, and we're just gonna we're gonna recap uh, based off last year's standing, starting from the bottom. So the first team we're gonna talk about today is going to be Mister Mister Arman to Affinity and Beyond. Uh, let's talk about his team, and we'll start with you, Dan. When you look at Arman's team, how are you feeling about it? Um. So obviously, we start with the the important position, which is quarterback, and to it. Tua and Danny Dimes are both there. I don't hate it. Obviously, Tua's got some injury history. Danny Dimes is there. Jared Goff is not the long-term answer in Detroit. But Jared Goff is, again, everything coming out of training camp says, Jared Goff looks pretty fucking good, and uh, Mr. St. Brown is going to have a monster year. So, question for you. Yeah. So, I I agree with you that Jared Goff probably isn't the long-term answer. But the Lions just had, like, every opportunity in a supposedly very deep quarterback class to get a replacement. And they chose to stick with Goff. I mean, doesn't this give him some stability for like, for what we care in dynasty purposes for like three years, you know, a nice like stretch to like etch out like a core and contend, like is, is Jared Goff going anywhere in the next three years? So I think that's a twofold question. So fold one being that he's the guy that they trust to go with right now. Mm-hmm. that doesn't change the fact that if he shits the bed, that Detroit can turn around and replace him next year. I, I, I think that's the unfortunate reality as being a quarterback in the NFL, especially a quarterback that might be later on his contract, getting up there. I mean, Goff's 28 years old, obviously, seven years of league out of Cal. Was a top 10 quarterback last year. Mm-hmm. But an up-and-coming team like Detroit that is going through and, I, I mean, watching hard knocks, Last year, I, you fall in love with Dan Campbell and this Detroit Lions team. And even being a Bears fan, you feel like this is a team you want to root for. We obviously, in, well, it's 10 minutes uh, prior, we get to watch the Jets come out here and do this. It's not going to make me love Aaron Rodgers more, but it might make me a bigger believer in what the Jets and Robert Sala have the ability to do in New York. So do I think Goff has a three-year window? I don't think that's a, that's a bad way to look at it. But I also think that this could be a one-year window if they shit their shit themselves. I agree with you. I was just curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the biggest issue on this running on this on this roster is obviously running back. Um, yeah. I, Dobbins on the pup. Nobody knows what's going to happen with Elijah Mitchell. And obviously, oh, fun fact: who's the other guy at, in San Francisco? It's Christian McCaffrey. So you don't <laughs> see anything there. But I do like the wide receiver situation. I think this is where. Armand can move on from some of these wide receivers and rebuild. Yeah. I think that's the biggest piece to it. When we look at his draft capital, no first round next year. He's got two seconds, two thirds, and a fourth. He does have two firsts in 2025. Three firsts, three firsts. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that, to me, that's the answer here. Should Calvin Ridley be on this team by the end of the year? Absolutely not. I, I think Calvin Ridley needs to go. Cortland Sutton, I think, is another piece that needs to be moved. I think there's weapons on this team, depending on how Armand wants to view it and what the first couple of weeks potentially look like. I think this team is down 
wide receivers at least three by week eight. So Nick, you obviously just we're going to talk about your team shortly, like rebuilding. But when you look at Armand's team, like, to, and I feel like we're going to talk about this with a lot of teams. I feel like this is going to be a trend in the, the Avengers division. Like, does this roster make sense to rebuild? I guess it depends on how you view the quarterbacks. But like, if you believe in the quarterbacks, isn't this a roster that should be going for it and trying to find like a running back or two? Like this probably should have been a team that was trying very hard to get Derrick Henry. Or am I crazy? Oh, sure. No, I 100% agree. I think your quarterback position solid. You got Tua and Jones, who both franchises believe in. Jones just signed a pretty mega deal. You guys are talking about Goff. I have 2-3 window easy. The Lions are an up-and-coming team. Even if Goff sucks, they're going to be a middle-of-the-road team. So they're not going to get that high pick to really replace them with that super elite talent. They're going to have to hope for like a Deshaun Watson following or... Yeah, my home's falling something. Even he got traded up for early. It it just isn't gonna happen. And Goff's been good enough in that system. I and mean, he's top ten quarterback last year. And they just added another amazing weapon for him. So I like his quarterback situation. I love his wide receiver situation. Yeah. Tight end is I don't it's know, rough. is a freak of nature. I just he's never really pulled it together in the NFL. Fucking Taysom Hill. Bellinger had a hell of a rookie year before he got hurt. So he was looking good. Taysom Hill is Taysom Hill. But Fuck yes, him. this is a team I think that you plug in two good running backs. And as we've proven, we are, I think you were what, the top seed in our league, what, two, three years in a row and lost in the first or never made it the championship game. Yeah. You just need to make the playoffs. And this is a roster with two good running backs that could sneak into the playoffs easily. Yeah, I mean, I think that I agree. Because also when you look at like this wide receiver core, like let's just for fun say you tread water or you don't blow it up like maybe Dan suggests. And you wait to like get like those 25 first. But like by that point, like DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin, Kelvin Ridley, like are they going to still be fantasy relevant in three years? Like. Maybe, but probably not at this level. So I feel like this is this is really the window for his quarterbacks and wide receivers. I mean, so I'm, I'm a little. Sh- he's going to have to shell 25s. Yeah, oh, to, sure. to, to get talent. That's the only way this is going to happen for Armand. Yeah, I wouldn't deny that. No, I, I fully agree with that as well. I, I think the worst thing that could be done right now is doing nothing. I think you know. It, Sometimes we go a little bit too far with blowing it up or standing pat, but I think Armand's team, at least how I view it, I think like the value for these players are potentially start declining rapidly, but like you're not going to be able to plug the gap short term since you don't really have a lot of capital next year. So I I don't know. Standing still and doing nothing, I think, is suicide. Anything else with Armand's team before we jump on to... The next team. No, I'm good. All right. Let's jump on to Mr. Nick Ruth. Let's talk about your team. Very aggressive moves, you know, for the last year. Uh, Nick, why don't you give us a breakdown on how, you know, some of the moves and how you're feeling about your team going into the season? Well, of course, I'm going to be biased, but of I, course. I probably have the best team in the league. Okay. Um, I easily have the best tight end in football. I have arguably third or fourth best tight end in dynasty running backs i don't know that's probably going to be my weakness yet again but i tried to buy i got some depth and i went pretty hard on wide receiver i have my young guys but then i you know you don't want to rely all on youth so i went and got some studs keenan allen and cup are about as consistent as you can get if they're on the field so I really like what I've got. I've got my boom bust, but then I've got those two, three PPR guys that are going to keep me in everything. So should I have waited a little? Maybe. But now all the training camp hype prices would have gone up. I don't think I would have changed it. Um, my core is still insanely young. You know, I'm adding Bijan as well. So that's, although he's running back three. So that's interesting. Yeah, that, that <laughs> fuck that report. Um, but you know, as you said with Armand's team, Dynasty's kind of that two, three-year window. 
I feel like I've got that plus. So I think I'm in really good shape. Um, I still have some future picks, not necessarily mine, but Stephen or Stefan is seemingly blowing it up. So I could have some super early 25 picks, which could be exciting. Yeah, I mean, obviously we start with the quarterback position. You've got that mm-hmm. pretty well set up. I mean, I love Herbert, love T-Law. Um, Carr kind of remains the enigma. Nobody knows what's happening with Minshew, but you've got at least two that you can fluctuate with. Jacob's situation is interesting. Chubb's going to be the guy. And then obviously adding adding Bajan is huge um, there because obviously Kenneth Walker has his injury history. But, I mean, top to bottom, dude, I don't – you can't really be upset. Garrett Wilson gets a huge upgrade at quarterback. Kelsey's going to do Kelsey things. We just got to worry about health. Cup, obviously. Keenan Allen, we need to make sure they stay healthy. If you can stay healthy, this is a – I mean, Drake London sitting on your bench. It. This is a dirty-ass team, dude. I'm, I'm a fan of what you got on the roster. Yeah, it's it's really hard to to nitpick this roster and find you know flaws. Um, quarterbacks great, wide receivers great, tight ends great, you know running backs you have B. John like great, and then you have back you know Chubb, Jacobs, and Walker great. Um, you know the only thing that I think is going to slow this team down is you know injuries. You know obviously you don't you don't want to see that happen, but like outside of like Pitts. And I guess Garrett Wilson, like everyone is coming in with expectations to be studly. We're not waiting for them to take the next step. And if Garrett Wilson and Kyle Pitts don't take the next step, there's someone like next man up that's able to take one. And yes, B. John Robinson, I'm assuming, is going to walk in and be elite from day one. But like this is a team that will have a very, very high floor and has a very, very high ceiling. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to say it's the best team in the division or the league, but I think this and another team are like head and shoulders above everyone else in the division right now. So let me just ask one question here. And I think this is, I don't know if we're tiptoeing around the elephant in the room or this is the elephant, but where do we stand on Kyle Pitts and his relevancy in the Falcons offense? It's a fair question, right? Because I think the question really starts with Desmond Ritter. Oh, for sure. I have zero faith in him. So does that hurt the fact that you have Pitts? I have Pitts, London, and Bijan. I have the entire Falcons Falcons offense. Yeah, fuck. And their quarterback is terrible. Every highlight out of camp is a wide receiver running back making a spectacular catch on a terrible thrown ball. Off target, yeah. But that also means they're going to be playing catch-up, and they're going to be dumping the ball off, dinking and dunking with Bijan. So. I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, fucking looking at garbage time points. Those are so tough. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, like, even if, like, you told me Kyle Pitts was two things. One, tight end we know is just garbage after, like, what, six, seven, like, eight in any given year. So, like, Kyle Pitts can be garbage and still be, like, the ninth or tenth tight end, and it's still better than some teams are shelling out, and he's, like, Nick's second option. So, I mean, the bar is very low for him to be relevant. But even if he is somehow irrelevant, and he has all the talent in the world that that shouldn't happen, like, Kenneth Walker is on the bench. You know, Drake London, if if Pitts isn't taking the step, maybe London is filling in and taking that step. So he has that covered. You know, Zach Ertz is... I know coming off an injury, I know playing for the Cardinals, and I know it's like cliche, but like he's been a proven consistent study option. So I don't know. Like it sucks if he doesn't do anything. And, you know, I don't think Nick should probably be expecting him to do anything, but I, I don't know if it matters. No, and even if it does, I I kind of like my bench too. I mean, Mechi coming back healthy. I'm really excited for him. Um Paris Campbell's likely, been interesting. Yeah, Paris Campbell's had some good hype. Uh, Isaiah Likely's getting some good hype. So, I don't know. I like where it is. I filled in, I think my biggest concern was QB3 and being mm-hmm. able to plug in someone like Carr, who probably has two, three years minimum to buy me another chance to get someone else, I think. I like it. Do you think uh, Minshew has a six to seven week relevancy on your team? No. 
do you think he has a two-week relevancy on your team? Probably not. He's already working with team two. <sighs> only if Richardson gets injured. Like, yeah, I sure these have, are I starting. Say, although Richardson, that dude's a freak. I do think he, just because of his play style, he'll miss a few games. So yeah. I guess yes. Minshew no, will have wrong. a few-week relevancy. Will he start? I doubt it. But I think he'll play. I just pray to God because only because I drafted him, he does not go full Cam Newton. Sorry, that's me being me. Dude, you should hope he goes full Cam Newton because you're Cam Newton's five dead years, in the league. You're gonna get five years of dominance with Josh Allen. If you don't like win a title with prime Cam Newton and current Josh Allen over five years, like you are a failure. All right, fuck. Let's let's not talk about what the Braves might do to me later today. All right. Anyways, <laughs> lost fucking lost two or three to the Cubs. Fuck. All right, moving on talk more about the Cubs. All right, let's move on to the fourth team, and that is going to be another Nick, and it's going to be yours truly. Um, I'll lead off with a quick like breakdown. Um, I mean, there, there's good and bad. I think my team, unfortunately, is in a very similar situation to last year, and it's related to the quarterbacks. Um, you know, last year I waited for about 11 weeks for Watson this week. This year I might be waiting 11 weeks maybe for Kyler Murray. We'll see how he is coming back from the ACL injury. But my team like kind of hinges on, you know, what does Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson give me? Um, Watson did not look great when coming back, but a lot of people are back in on that bandwagon. Pretty much a consensus top 10 quarterback in fantasy. Um, Russell Wilson was rough to start the year, to say the least, uh, last year, but came on in the end, and now he's got Bob, probably like the best offensive, you know, mind in football, coaching him and Sean Payton. So I'm cautiously optimistic about that. Um, you know, running back, obviously I'm going to be leaning on a rookie in Jameer Gibbs, and I'm pretty optimistic about that. Javante Williams, I initially had planned for this to be a lost year, but everything coming out of like Denver is very, very optimistic. So that's giving me some hope. Delvin cook. I feel like he's going to be landing somewhere and he's going to be relevant where he lands, but maybe that's me just drinking copium and praying for a miracle. Um, wide receiver again, it's do they live up to the hype and what they can do? T Higgins and Jerry Judy have been both appealing and, interesting options but we haven't seen them be super elite um but consistent um tight end you know i would have the best tight end in the league if a team didn't have travis kelsey and kyle pitts but mark andrews darren waller david njoku even some of my rookies i think are intriguing options got brandon Ayuk, you know another awesome or intriguing guy i mean i i think for wide receiver and then of course i've got jackson smith and jigba so i've got Roster like with a lot of pieces at pretty much every position, which is exciting. Um, but I'm not sure if I have or it outside of Mark Andrews, it remains to be seen if I'll have elite guys at every position. I could, but I couldn't. And do I think I'm a top six team in the league? Yes, but I'm in a very, very tough division, and I'm not sure if I'm a top three team. And that's frustrating because I'm not sure that it makes sense for me to rebuild but at the same time i'm not sure it makes sense for me to go all in and contend so it's a bit of a rock and a hard place right now yeah i mean it's, it's definitely tough and my question for you is obviously i mean you look at two years ago and yeah. with your roster i mean you gotta feel like fucking captain marvel nothing's gonna hurt you you're the biggest badass <laughs> on the face of the planet and right now you're like fucking going oh shit what the fuck just happened and i think that's a I mean, it starts with your quarterbacks, right? Kyler Murray's not nearly what he was. Russell Wilson took a fucking nosedive off a cliff. And Deshaun Watson was getting reach rounds. Sure. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's concerning, right? Like you have to be, you can't feel confident with that. No, I'm not feeling confident, but I mean, I, I'm a little bit more optimistic with Kyler Murray. I think the ACL injury obviously sucks, but he's still proven to be a pretty awesome weapon. And I think... You know, the having a different offense that isn't what he was previously under, I think would will help him and the rest of this offense be a little bit more structured and help him produce. You know, he isn't like, you know, a, all some of these running quarterbacks we see like that are just running. He's a pretty 
good passer. So I think that gives him some staying power in this league. Russell Wilson, I mean, last year was just confusing. I really, I really don't expect like it to happen again this year. I, I, I'm probably insanely biased, but I am expecting a huge bounce back season from Russell Wilson. You're you're invested in the Denver offense, to say the least. Yeah. So, so Dalvin Cook, pie in the sky, running or landing spot for him is where. I I mean. I, I don't know. I guess Miami, but I, I think whatever team signs him, he's going to be their starting running back. So I don't know if it'll be because of an injury, if it'll be because of, you know, some team just not being happy about their guy, a trade, whatever. I think uh, it's going to be very similar to like a Leonard Fournette going to Tampa Bay. Um, he'll be, I think, the guy for two to three years. And wherever that is, you know, it's going to be because team doesn't believe in their guy or an injury or trade or what, whatever. But so wherever he goes, I think he'll be fine. Okay. And the last question I'll ask before I let Nick get his two cents in here. Yeah. What position makes or breaks your season? Quarterbacks. Okay. Just, just want to make sure. Yeah. I've kind of harped on it. I think for like the last year, year and a half, that your team is just, it's in a weird spot and it, it's such a hard thing to decide to do because you have I mean, a good quarterback core. Russell Wilson, I think that was an anomaly, like you said. Um, Kyler and Watson, their running upside is great. They can pass decently. They're not bad options. I mean, they're certainly a ton worse in the late. Running back, you definitely took a hit. Um, losing Cook, you know, you had Zeke for a bit, and that kind of fell off. Williams... I've always said, you know, the year after an ACL is a lost year, but like you said, his camp news is just insane. So you have no idea. And then your wide receivers. Yeah, you you got some good names, but you, every single name is a wide receiver two on their roster, which is kind of scary. Yeah, some quarterbacks can support the top two top ten wide receivers. But is Jerry Judy not number one at this point? I honestly don't even I mean, Maybe. the Denver office is so bipolar. They did fucking nothing last year. I don't know if you can definitively say whether between Cortland Center, Jerry Judy, who's the one. I think you can definitely say that KJ Hamler is a fucking dead goat. I, I think he has an injury. Yeah, yeah. And fucking Tim Patrick's a dead goat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Judy might be the wide receiver one. I'll give you that. But then, you, you know, Higgins is a elite, but he's the wide receiver too. Uh, Ayuk. He's just weird to play behind Debo. I mean, he plays behind Debo. He's tough to gauge. They now have McCaffrey. Uh, I don't know. Your tight ends are always going to be your bread and butter or have been. Andrews is elite. Waller could be, but they have so many slot wide receivers. I don't know if he'll get the passes he's used to since their entire roster is slot receivers. I mean, Thomas or Olave, too. Yeah, you got that. Um, Najoku should be interesting, but again, that's a pretty clustered offense. They're not the most pass-happy. Although losing Hunt, you kind of have those dump-offs now open, so that could help. And then your depth, it's just not great. You have a shit ton of running backs, like an absolute shit ton of running backs that are all two or three on the depth chart. Which is kind of tough. I mean, I mean, Brian Robinson obviously is the one that's sitting on his bench that you feel really good about, and then obviously he's adding Jameer Gibbs. Do you? Yeah, I. I, I think Brian Robinson is going to be very relevant in fantasy. Yes, I actually like my bench way more than your bench, Nick. Like, I think you're underestimating between. Okay, if Javante Williams isn't the guy, then Samaji Perine's in for a good year. Okay, Brian Robinson. I yep. I lean towards Dan. He might not be a superstar, but I think he's. A solid fantasy relevant. Yes. Michael Thomas is kind of goes back to the point that I had about like elite players. Like they produce until like their body breaks down or they fall off a cliff. Last year when he was playing, like he was a stud. It was only for three games, but you know, he did that. And then of course, like the rookies I'm adding in Gibbs, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, you know, rookie tight ends you can never count on, but we'll see about Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta and Tink Bigsby, you know, if he emerges, who knows? I don't know. I, I don't think my bench 
that's what I might fight you on. The wide receiver is fair, but bench, I don't know. I just look at, all right, Mostert, meh, he kind of got replaced. Yeah. He's a 31-year-old running back. P. Ryan, yes. That's a Williams cover, 100%. If you didn't oh, and Damian Harris. Damian Harris, I really like this year. I, see, and I am adamantly against that. Ronald Jones, I don't, I don't Who knows like. what's going to come out of that offense, though? All fairness. Yeah. And, yeah. And Josh Allen is the number one running back on that team. About five of these guys are going to be getting dropped in a week. Yeah. So, overall, again, you're kind of in a spot like Armand where does it make sense to completely blow it up? Absolutely not. Does it make sense to go all in and buy? Eh. If you sit pat and do nothing, you're fucked. So what do you do? If you blow it up, you're not going to get any value. No one's buying. No one has anything to buy. So it it sucks. You pray you sneak into that third spot and see what happens. Or you just hope you have a few explosive weeks, recoup your money in high scores, and call it a day. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not blowing it up. I don't know. I'm ready to go down with this ship if it gets to that point. But oh, I respect that too, hundred percent. I'll give you, like, I will give you credit for that because I I think Nick brings up a point. You do have a lot of fantasy relevant names, fantasy relevant resumes that Mm -hmm. make it worthwhile to not do it. And if you if you if you want to stand on the bow and full go full Jack Sparrow on it, I respect it. Yeah, I mean now that. That's not to say I'm not going to be open to doing like trades like for some players and being strategic. Like I always feel like I'm open to that. But yeah, I'm definitely in a tough spot. I mean, the division's just stacked, but I don't I don't want to quite roll over, you know, before the games even start, because who knows? Stranger things have happened. And again, it's going to be my big selling point. Whether I make the playoffs or I don't like someone in this division, probably me is going to have like the fourth overall pick in the draft. And this first, that's why, like, it's impossible to move because, like, the range of outcomes of, like, what I could do, like, unless it's at the trade deadline and I know I'm in the playoffs, like, it's just, it's so risky because this pick could be, I don't know, Mike or Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, RB1, I don't know, um, or a good quarterback. But, like, it's going to be someone that a year from now, whether it's me or whoever has the fourth overall pick, it's it's going to be a second or third round startup value player which is crazy but it's going to happen um all right playoff teams t- now from last year yeah works for me we're at the third t- or the fourth team excuse me uh we're going to talk about will be mr jer weber's team dan why don't you break us down with how his squad's looking i mean I think the big question mark is QB two. I, I Kenny Pickett question mark Brock Purdy is looking to be the guy, which I mean for a Mister Irrelevant and a guy that was drafted second overall. Who the fuck knows? But I mean, as far as outside, I mean Jalen Hurts obviously is going to take care of business. Henry Stevenson, the answer. Um, Metcalf, St. Brown, Waddle. Christian Watson being the number one guy in Green Bay, feeling great about. I think Jerry's big piece is the quality of depth. Pacheco, I mean, you got Romeo Dobbs that's there, which is obviously playing as part of that offense. I, My big question for Jerry is how do you deal with any potential oh shit injury moments? And Tannehill's not your best option. Pickett's going to be a question mark between him and Purdy. Um, James Robinson, I don't think, has fantasy relevancy behind um, Saquon Barkley. Hamler's dead to the world. Komet, I think, is going to have a big piece to it, um, but he's got Fairmouth that's going to play up there. I think Jerry has the ability to be super competitive as long as Jerry stays healthy. That I, I think that's the big piece to it. QB two and healthy is Jerry's big wins for me. Like if he can stay healthy in those areas, he's good. You can chalk health up for everybody. I mean, that's well, just I, I mean, equalizer I that, of dynasty or football. But I but there's general. teams that have depth that can handle injury, yeah. and there's teams that can't. And Jerry's team at this point in time, I think, 
has issues handling health in a couple of the key positions. He's got Hunter Renfro. Um, so we've got that. He's got Komet. Backup running back, I think, is a big whiff. And I think backup quarterback between Tannehill and Pickett is also a big whiff. I, I don't like Tannehill throwing the ball. And Kenny Pickett, ha- the only reason he looks good is because George Pickens has made him look good, at least in what I've seen in in uh, Twitter feeds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jared's team's certainly interesting. Um, but then you look, okay, his QB2 spot, you know, we're harping on. Adam doesn't even have a fucking quarterback, too. Like, doesn't even have another quarterback. Jared at least has three solid options at QB2. Well, Adam wouldn't be in the playoffs in this division, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but still, you're looking... And his options are young. Purdy and Pickett are super young. They've got... At least Pickett's got at least two more years. Steelers mm-hmm. aren't going to do shit for that. Yep. San Francisco, Lord only knows what's going on there. Tannehill's maybe got a year or two left if he even finishes the year. So he's coming up against a hard place with that. Giving up your first then for a running back who you may have for a year is rough, but he needed it. He didn't have that elite running back. Stevenson's been good-ish. Running he, he's been the guy there. He's Steven the was exceptional last yeah. year. Yes. The but does he maintain that? I, 69 I catches that. certainly yeah. helps. Does he maintain it? I am the Pickett and Mac Jones. I am so far off. I want nothing to do with almost anyone they touch. Yeah. That's oh, fair. So that kind of goes rough. Um, otherwise, his wide receivers, he's got three young elite wide receivers in my mind. He just the two old running back, three old running backs, if you include Fournette, who I think will land somewhere. He's If he wasn't in our division, he's probably the one seed easy, but yeah. he is in this division. He didn't... I mean, he reloaded some. Both his guys are getting decent hype, which is nice, but again, it's wide receivers. His running back core, I think, is going to be his Achilles, and I think it's just not going to go his way. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, for Jair's team, it's definitely well-balanced to Dan's point if it stays healthy. I think the weakness is obviously the quarterback that you mentioned and, like, these flex spots. Really, two guys for three spots right now. It looks like James Conner, Christian Watson, and Isaiah Pacheco. Um, Last year, Conner was, you know, pretty awesome. You know, stayed healthy and was a very proven, consistent productor. Christian Watson was hella efficient last year he's probably the biggest x factor for jair's team like can he take a step forward does he take a step back like that wouldn't be surprising especially with you know jordan love in the building and then maybe adjusting their offensive philosophy or who knows how that all plays out um he was a big play machine but you know big play touchdowns are definitely not repeatable so he's someone i'm looking at um big time and then isaiah pacheco someone that was a very consistent flex last year does that continue? Does Kansas City ride the hot hand, find someone new? Who knows? Um, but, I mean, I think Jared can definitely compete with any team in this division. Like, I'm not I, – I don't know who I'm going to pick to make the playoffs in this one. But I think Jared has definitely, you know, fav- or fair odds. Like, I, I'm not going to rule him out by any means. Um, I would agree. Question for you guys, though. Um, we've seen – you know, second round wide receivers be fantasy relevant. How do you guys feel about Rashe Rice and Jalen Hyatt? Do either of them have potential to be um, maybe not right off the bat, but maybe October, November, like towards the end of the playoffs or fantasy season? Can we see either of those guys potentially um, step in and be fantasy relevant for Jair's team? I think for sure. I mean, they both have easy ways to the top of their depth chart. They both have great head coaches that know how to distribute the ball to them. I mean, Rice has Mahomes. What more can you ask for? And yeah. Hyatt's got Danny Dimes, which isn't terrible. I But a wide-open depth chart. I'm going to say, I'm slowly becoming a believer, but that depth chart is wide open. So rough. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Rice to Hyatt, I think Rice has a little bit better relevancy than mm-hmm. Hyatt does. 
but and that's just strictly becomes you have Mahomes and Skymore can't be trusted. MVS is going to be him. Tony is is he injured? Is Tony injured? Currently, yeah. Yeah, okay. Whereas on the other side, you have Paris Campbell, who's been decent. Terry Slayton's been good. Sterling Shepard's been good. I, I think Rice has more relevancy than Hyatt does, but I feel either guy could emerge to be well-rounded. I buy that. Um, Nick, we'll play this game with you for all the divisions. I wish I did it to start. Um, I'm going to ask you about every team. Uh, as we go through in the uh, Avengers division and if they would be the first place team in the Justice League. Let's start with Armand. No. My team. Yes. Jair's team. Yes. All right. Well, oh, and your team, obviously. Oh, hell yeah. I think I'm the best team in the league. Fuck you. Okay. Really? We'll, we'll ask about the other two teams, but so far, yes, we've got a four team in the league. All right, let's move on to the second-to-last team, second-place finisher last year, uh, Mr. Zane's team. Nick, how do you see this team right now? He had a ton of free agency slash moving around people this year, and I think all of them ended up being better value than they were. Maybe Barkley, you could argue, because he's pissed, but he got the one year. Pollard's ways cleared. Montgomery had a good landing spot, and they moved out swift to even open it up more for him. But they did draft top five. No, top ten. Six. Is top it? 12. I think it went at six, right? Well, you know, Lockett kind of got some competition, but I. I don't think Lockett and JSN have like the same skill set, so I'm not too worried. And Rodgers, I think, got a massive boost. Yeah. Jordan Love now is cleared, so he's got another starting quarterback. As we were hemming and hawing on McCoy, or on uh, Kyler, he's got McCoy, who's going to be a starter, and everything points to Bakefield, Mayfield being a starter. He's got five starting quarterbacks. Can't ask for much more than that. Although he's got two just plug and plays. His wide receiver core, arguably one of the best in our league, if not the best. Age might catch up to him soon, but Devonta Adams, Tyreek, and Mike Evans, good lord. His problem is he's got zero bench. He had virtually he's got four dot oh eight, so he's adding basically nothing. And everyone got a year older. So that's kind of he's starting to hit that closing part of his window i think but he's still an elite team and yes i think he'd be the one seed in the other division i feel like yeah i mean obviously jackson rogers great pollard gateway to heaven barkley's gonna do his thing but there is i i don't have faith in ceh and i own him in a league that's that's a rough spot his running back situation is very bleak Yes, you have OBJ that can step up and fill in, but they have him listed as um, wide receiver two behind Zay Flowers, which I think is, again, I don't agree with some of this shit, but either way. Randall Cobb has maybe some relevancy. Zane definitely has issues with depth. And for a competing team, that's a big uh uh-oh in my book. That's Zane has to rely on being healthy. That's that's my two cents. One thing we saw last year, um, Zane made, I think he traded with you, Nick, his first round pick for some two depth pieces. Didn't entirely work out. No, but, but is there, uh, does this make sense for Zane's team to potentially move the first for, I mean, I don't know, uh, flex or wide receiver or just maybe depth in general when we look at where his team is and his aspirations with his title window? Well, what you just said was he did that last year and it blew up. So, no, yep. I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Two runs don't make it right? No? Not in this world. But, I mean, when you've got Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, you know, a 30, both, no, 30 and 29-year-old, but they're both top five wide receivers in redraft. Dynasty rankings, maybe not, but, like, they're going to be top five. Pollard's going to be top five. Lamar Jackson's top five. Aaron Rodgers is probably top ten. Dallas Goddard's a top 10 wide receiver. 
Uh, Saquon Barkley is probably a top 10 running back. Um, I mean, Mike Evans, yeah, you might be a little bit worried about. Tyler Lockett's going to be old reliable. Montgomery should be reliable. Like, as long as he stays healthy, this team is probably making the playoffs. But I don't know. The depth is worrisome, that's for sure. But, I mean, McKinnon, I mean, who cares about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire? Jarek McKinnon's all that matters, and he has him. Oh, for... pass catching ability, yep. Yeah. I mean, how do we feel about Odell Beckham Jr.? Garbage a landing spot, no. I think it's His body's done. I, I think, think he's I think he's done. Well, yeah. something came out this week or something when he signed with the Rams for the Super Bowl run. They, like, did the medicals, and they told him he didn't have an ACL. And OBJ just said, yeah, we're going to just run it till the wheels fall off. Fuck it. I'll play. He I was pretty body... money in that Super Bowl oh, until he, he was went unbelievable. Down. But I think his body has just done. I, but I mean, I think it's similar to kind of like the Michael Thomas, you know, we've talked about like Derrick Henry. Like, I think if he's out on there, like I'm pretty excited for this Baltimore offense this year. They're like one of my, I don't want to say must watch, but like if there was NBA league pass for the NFL, they would be on my list because I think this is going to be a really fun offense with Todd Munkin and Lamar Jackson, you know, having the contract and. I think there's an intriguing wide receiver core, and I'm a little bit more optimistic with Odell Beckham Jr. than you guys. Well, they have to be pass-happy. They literally don't have running backs. They're all they don't, no. And you just paid Lamar Jackson a shit ton of money. You're not going to make him run between the tackles. So it's yeah. all going to be those quick pop throws, wide receiver screens, and that's kind of where OBJ is feasted, minus making insane one-hand catches. But I mean, maybe it's Melvin Gordon music. Yeah. No, no. I don't know. Can he move Baker Mayfield or even Colt McCoy for anything relevant? Adam no. better be fucking barking up the tree real quick. And if no, it's not happening. And if I I'm insane and I get offered a twenty-six second for Baker, fuck yeah. Or I don't think fuck. I don't think Baker lasts two weeks. I think that's Who's trash. You so think it's going to be trash? Yep, trash. Terrible. I mean, they're both. Are you think, think Baker's fucking be... better? Yeah. I mean, I think it's just going to be alternating. Like they're going to give one of them a shot, and then it's going to go to the other one for a couple of weeks, and it's just going to be rain around the pony. But he's a starting quarterback. Well, he could be a starting quarterback, I guess. Could be, yes. But either one of them, whoever it is, like they're going to be bottom four options in the league. And Adam right. doesn't have a single option, so that's true. Point. This is true. All right, let's move on to number one, defending champ, Sam. Uh, Dan, why don't you break down Sam's team for us to start? I love the roster. Burrow and Fields are spectacular. I think that's why I had this debate with a coworker today, and it's like where do you see Justin Fields being successful this year? And it's, I, we came to the conclusion it's 4,000 all purpose yards, 34 passing 600 rushing. That is the end all be all to be great. ETN's the guy McCaffrey PPR monster Brown and lamb. Great. You hate starting two receivers off the same team. So obviously, um, Devonta Smith is a little tough mm-hmm. to do that, but uh, Sam's big issue is depth. Again, just talking to some of this. Elliot's not signed. You've got Ritter, great. Shepard, questionable. Isaiah McKenzie, Indiana, rookie QB, not feeling very good about that. Um, yeah, if, if, I'm, if I'm Sam, I have issues with Again, this is one of those pieces. Burrow has obviously the calf injury. The depth piece for Sam, for wide receiver, running back, uh, tight end, I think he is also weak in. Yep. Those are tough. So there's healthy is what Sam needs to stay. Because if he can put together this healthy top tier lineup, it's pretty dirty, dude. Very dirty. Nick, Nick, your thoughts? 
it's hard to nitpick. Um, he's got an amazing starting lineup. He's got some solid-ish depth. But as I harped, I just don't like Desmond Ritter, so that doesn't help. I am a diehard Bears fan. I've drinking all the Justin Fields Kool-Aid, but he still worries the shit out of me. What He's do we a... expect from Gino this year? That's where we I was going him. next. Okay. That was my yeah. next one. Go ahead. So, He's going to have to start Fields no matter what with Burrow's health. Yeah. Burrow, I think Chase said he wanted to sit out five weeks. <laughs> Gino, I think last year was a fluke. You don't magically just get good after sucking for 10 years. Was it a good system? Sure, maybe. Was it a fluke? Absolutely. I don't think he's going to be a good plug-and-play quarterback, too. So in a strange world, we could see Sam kind of hurting to start the year. His other skill positions will probably make up for the lack of quarterback, but there is a world where I see with our division that he could be trying to chase points come the end of the year or chase wins just because going into the year, he is a little hurt. Kamara is suspended. You, you don't know what can happen. Um, he's got decent depth. I like it. He still has Gronk, which is awesome. Tight end, I actually think, is pretty solid for him. Hawk is tight end two or three in Dynasty. Or wide receiver, no, tight end two or three in Dynasty right now. Um, the dude from, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, from, ten, from Denver is getting shit ton of hype. Albert O. Yeah, he was getting really good hype again at training camp, but it doesn't seem to come to fruition. Um, this is easily my biggest competition in the league. Uh, yes, he'd be a one seed in the other division. There's not much you can pick apart. Um, he's got elite young talent. He's got all his picks coming up. He's in a fantastic spot. He might have a little bit of a running back issue in the future. Kamara Elliott pretty old Dylan not quite living up to the hype Swift definitely not living quite up to the hype so you're kind of sitting on ETN who that offense uses them weird they have a, keep just drafting running backs decently high so you don't feel safe there um, but he has his picks so getting running backs shouldn't be tough as long as McCaffrey's healthy yeah well yeah it doesn't matter CMC <laughs> being healthy this year's okay so here, here's my piece to it so I'll ask you both this, and I'll I'll weigh both your opinions. Geno Smith home against the Rams. Yay or nay? Yeah, the Rams aren't going to be good this year. Or I'm sorry, what's the question? Is is this a good matchup for Geno Smith if Joe Burrow misses time in the first four weeks? Home oh. against the Rams. Sure. Yeah. Okay. On the road in Detroit. Not ideal. It's going to be a shootout like last year. So, yeah. Okay. Home against the Panthers. Probably a low scoring game. Yeah. I think the Panthers are going to be feisty this year. So, I'll say neutral. Okay. At the Giants. Giants defense was rough last year. Yeah. They they can put up points. So, I guess so, the five weeks isn't bad with who his matchups are. But I, still, I just don't like Gino. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think last year was one of the biggest flukes ever. I, and that's and that's my piece is I would I would agree I don't think Gino is great especially if Burrow does miss time you don't feel good about starting Gino but at the point in time is between Gino Ritter or do you go into your additional depth to play in that position and that's that's scary to me yeah I mean I guess I I don't I'm not sold on Gino like long term but I think like at some point like the offense can just support you. And DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and now Jackson Smith and the Jigba, and this plethora of, like, running backs. And Pete Carroll, like, pulls tight ends out of his ass like I do. So, like, I don't know. Like, I think Geno Smith, worst case, is still, like, a top 20-ish option, top 24 option. So maybe I'm a little bit more optimistic on Geno Smith, and I would not have had that on my bingo, bingo card. But... Maybe you guys are a little too low on him compared to me. I don't know. No, I mean, time will my, tell. My question for you guys is, does Trey Lance get a chance this year for the Niners, or is his next chance going to be on a different team? I think his chance is another team. you got to figure the Niners have to give him a chance. There's no way you draft him at two and play I mean, the what guy the that you draft dead last. 
yeah, yeah. I, you have to say Trey Lance has to has an have has to Jesus Daniel figure it fuck out has to have an option to at least prove himself. But if Purdy wins just because you paid a shit ton for him, oh, I'm not I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm, but where do you hedge your bets? The guy you drafted two or the guy you drafted dead fucking last? It's just crazy. He played. He literally opened in a tsunami against the Bears last year. Yep. And then played for like not even a full quarter. And then year one, he was benched because they wanted to go with Garoppolo and ease him in. Like, just it's still mind blowing to me. But I, I don't know. Definitely a rock and a hard place, I guess, with Purdy. And maybe you just have to ride that wave. I don't know. I still feel like Lance deserves his chance. You I think they'll definitely get a chance somewhere. Oh, for sure. Go ahead, Nick. Why I hate Geno Smith. Yes. Let's hear it. His first five years, six years in the league, he had less touchdowns than he threw last year. Like, that's just... And he was a full-time starter for two of those years. Mm-hmm. It's just mind-blowing that he just automatically at 32 is a good quarterback, and no one saw that for the last 10 years. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely doesn't make sense, but it happened. And I mean, I feel oh, like quarterbacks sure. like the one th- position that like we don't really see teams develop quarterbacks, right? Like quarterbacks, at least like for the last like decade or two, quarterbacks are drafted high. They're usually like thrown into the fire. And then if they don't work, they, they're cast aside and given no chance. And, you know, Smith, he wasn't drafted high. I believe he was drafted in the second round. But kind of fits the mold. I think he was expected to be drafted early. He was kind of the poster boy for sliding a little bit. And he had his chance, but then did nothing. And, you know, now he showed something last year. So I wonder if, like, the NFL's mindset maybe is going to change and we'll see some more development or some more leash for some of these guys that, you know, they don't just get one go around, especially when they're drafted highly to a shitty team and show nothing because everyone around some shitty. So I don't know. Like it's it's an interesting like test to see how this all works out, I guess. Yeah, this division is going to be very very interesting. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, so Dan Nick has 5 out of the 6 teams as the first overall seed in your division, which is, which is beating me. Correct. How, how do you feel about that? I think Nick's a fucking pile of shit. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's tough. Like being the guy. Do you want to play the game? About it. No, I don't want to play the game. Fuck no. Okay. Would you I... have any teams ahead of you? Oh, there's multiple teams I would have ahead of me. Okay. Just had to check. You know, your ego can get very high for your so, team. So. With the new rule change, do you think there's four teams ahead of you? No, I don't. Do you do? I think there's five teams ahead of you. All right, let's wrap this shit up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I really want it to happen, but it's just so hard to happen, it's especially when you have, especially when you have Steve in the division. Cause like Steve is just two like gimme wins. Like you're not losing to Steve's team. And, you know, that's just, it might just, and you just don't have, him to worry about like I mean I guess everyone just competes for top six scoring but I don't know I would love for it to happen but I just don't see it unfortunately I think this league will cannibal or cannibalize itself if for some reason Armand was swapped with Steve I think it might happen or I was swapped with Steve whatever one of us we're probably the two weaker teams in this division right now but if one of us was swapped with Steve I think it would have a chance but I think Armand and myself, along with everyone else in this division, is just good enough to beat each other any given week. Some might not do it as consistently as others, but I don't know if we're going to see a team run away with this division. Well, I think that's my saving grace, too, is you guys yeah. have to play each other twice. Yeah, I I only have to play three of you once. Four of and, us. Oh, four of you. Sorry, yeah, four of you once. Because the extra week. Yeah. Yep. That, fucking, and having Anthony Richardson possibly being in week one to give me a bigger upside than Mac Jones having decent health is going to help me. And that's, that's my big win. 
I I think I can survive the wave of the storm. If I'm wrong, I will buy something for the entire group. So be it. Like I'll find something that I can commemoratize me being a fucking ass clown for it. <laughs> All right, we need I, that. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy my yes. I'm probably overserved tonight, but it is what it is. I will. I'm going to be good. Okay. I, I like where your head's at. I think we can leave it at that. Um, the rookie draft starts up August 14th, 7 a.m. Central Time, or whenever I remember to push the start button. Um, we probably will take next week off, and then we'll be back the following week to recap the third and fourth round and maybe any deals that go down. And then, you know, before you know it, the season is right around the corner. Can you believe it? We're almost here. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Steve, get your shit together. You're fucking picking first. Chris, Arman, Arman, and then me. Then me. <laughs> and Nick, I'm sniping whoever you fucking want at 3-5. It's just happening. How dare you. Don't take Jake Hayner, quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Oh, I want Stenson, him. Stenson Bennett, baby. Gotta okay. have the fucking Matthew Stafford replacement right there. He's old as dirt, but we're going to make it happen. That's true. All right. Until next time, it was a pleasure. Have a good one, guys. Bye.